I invite you to rise as you're able. Blessed be the Holy Trinity, one God who spoke light into creation, who calls us to listen and follow, who sends us to shine like stars. Let us come before God, confessing our sin with the assurance of God's mercy and forgiveness. Holy and merciful God, we confess that we are captive to sin and cannot free ourselves. We have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed by what we have done and what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us. Forgive us, renew us, and lead us, so that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways. To the glory of your holy name. Amen. In the mercy of Almighty God, Jesus Christ was given to die for us. And for his sake, God forgives us all our sins. Here and now, by Christ's authority, I declare to you that your sins are forgiven. In Jesus' name. Amen. amen. Praise for the light. 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 grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. And also with you.
loving kindness always goes before us and follows after us. Summon us into your light and direct our steps in the ways of goodness that come through the cross of your Son, Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. I invite you to be seated and kids come forward at this time. Come on up. Very cool. Something to talk about today. Come on up. Come on. Here, I got it. Close enough to I can see ya. All right. So I got a question. How many of you have gone fishing before in your life? Fishing. Yes? Cool. You've gone fishing, huh? Yeah. What's the point? <laughs> What do you, why do you go? Here, let me scoot over here. You guys are so afraid of me. I mean, it's so scary. What, what are you trying to do when you go fishing? Come on, I know it's simple. But catch a fish and eat it. Good girl. Give me, give me a fist bump on that one. Some people like to catch them, but they don't eat them. But, you know, you let yours go. Well, that's, that's cool, too. You know, that's interesting hey. because Jesus is going to say something really interesting today. He's going to say, if we follow him, he's going to make us fish for people. That's silly, isn't it? That's really interesting. Well, they call it fishing for reasons because you don't always catch them. They don't call them catching. You know, let's go catching. They go, let's go fishing. So we don't have to worry about catching. We just want to let Jesus use us. Proclaim the good news. So think about a way you can share this week that Jesus loves someone. Maybe you can tell somebody on the playground that. Maybe you can tell a friend who's having a really bad day. Maybe you can turn over to them and say, you know what? Maybe they got a bad score on a test. Maybe you did. You need to hear today that Jesus loves you. And I look forward to a way that you can tell someone else that Jesus loves them. Okay? Let's pray. Thank you, God, for these children. Bless them this day with your love and make us all be fishers of people. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, thanks, guys. The first reading this morning comes from Isaiah, the ninth chapter. There will be no gloom for those who are in anguish. In the former times, the Lord brought into contempt the land of Zebulun and the land, land of Naphtali. But in the latter time, he will make glorious the way of the sea, the land beyond Jordan, and Galilee of the nations. The people who have walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who lived in the land of deep darkness, on them light has shined. You have multiplied the nation, you have increased its joy. They rejoice before you as with joy at the harvest, as people exult when dividing plunder. For the yoke of their burden and the bar across their shoulders, the rod of their oppressors, you have broken as on the day of Midian. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The second reading comes to us from 1 Corinthians, the first chapter. Now I appeal to you, brothers and sisters, by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, 
that all of you be in agreement and that there be no divisions among you, but that you be united in the same mind and for the same purpose. For it has been reported to me by Chloe's people that there are quarrels among my brothers and sisters. What I mean is that each of you says, I belong to Paul, or I belong to Apollos, or I belong to Cephas, or I belong to Christ. Has Christ been divided? Was Paul crucified for you? Or were you baptized in the name of Paul? I thank God that I baptized none of you except Crispus and Gaius, so that no one can say that you were baptized in my name. I did baptize also, though, the household of Stephanus. Beyond that, I do not know whether I baptized anyone else. For Christ did not send me to baptize, but to proclaim the gospel, and not with eloquent wisdom, so that the cross of Christ might not be emptied of its power. For the message about the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
Now, when Jesus heard that John had been arrested, he withdrew to Galilee. He left Nazareth and made his home in Capernaum by the sea in the, in the territory of Zebulun and Naphtali, so that what had been spoken through the prophet Isaiah might be fulfilled. Land of Zebulun, land of Naphtali, on the road by the sea, across the Jordan, Galilee of the Gentiles, the people who sat in darkness have seen a great light. And for those who sat in the region and the shadow of death, light has dawned. From that time, Jesus began to proclaim, repent, for the kingdom of God has come near. And as he walked by the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon, who is called Peter, and Andrew, his brother, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. And he said to them, follow me, and I will make you fish for people. Immediately they left their nets and followed him. As he went from there, he saw two brothers, James, son of Zebedee, and his brother John in the boat with their father Zebedee, mending their nets, and he called to them. Immediately they left the boat and their father and followed him. So Jesus went throughout Galilee, teaching in their synagogues and proclaiming the good news of the kingdom and curing every disease and every sickness among the people. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise you, Lord Christ. Ah, the season of light. Making decisions or living your life in the dark can lead to some regrettable consequences. Back in the days before electricity, a tight-fisted old farmer was taking his um, hired hand to task for lighting a lantern when he went to call on his best girl. Why, he exclaimed, when I went to courtin', I never carried one of them things. I always went in the dark. Yes, the hired man said wryly, and look what you got. <laughs> well, let's see if Jesus can shed some light on the subject today in this season of light. And let's see what Jesus is up to today. He heads north after being baptized in the Jordan and going out into the wilderness and was tempted there by the devil. He doesn't head home to Nazareth, but he heads to Galilee, to Capernaum, that fishing village on the northern part of the Sea of Galilee, the land of Zebulun and Naphtali. It's interesting that he takes off up there, and the writer Matthew remembers Isaiah. Matthew knows the Old Testament very well, and he says, wait, there was a prophecy from Isaiah about those northern tribes and Naphtali. You don't even probably, you wouldn't even, Zebulun, who are, those, who are those folks? Well, those are one of the ten tribes that got wiped out when the Assyrians came in the north hundreds of years before Jesus, and they kind of disappear. And their prophet would speak that, yeah, they were wiped out. That land is now controlled by the Gentiles. That land now is in deep darkness, but one day light will shine. And isn't it interesting that Jesus heads up north to begin his ministry into that land of which 
the prophet prophesied a light would shine. Matthew wants us to see that Jesus just going up there and preaching and teaching is that light that shines in the darkness. How does that light shine? It's very interesting. The word is cariso, which is the word for, comes from kerygma, which is the word for proclamation. It's our message. How does Jesus shine a light? He preaches. That's the word for preach. Kerygma. He goes up and he begins to preach. That's the way the light shines. And when the light shines, Jesus begins calling and gathering and lightening his people. He's preaching to them and he gets some takers up there, some followers. Now the temptation at this point is to focus on those disciples. I mean, think about what they gave up, those fishermen. They quickly followed Jesus. They left their nets. They immediately went, we hear in Matthew and Mark. They courageously gave up everything for Jesus. We should be more like those disciples. Look what they did. How are you doing out there today? That's the temptation, and we could give a long sermon on evangelism and being fishers of people. Following after Jesus, indeed. But that would be a classic misunderstanding and reading of Scripture because we always want to make ourselves the subject. But actually, most of the verbs in the New Testament, especially in the Gospels, are about Jesus. Jesus is the subject, and he acts upon us. We're the objects. We get those mixed up. Maybe a Lutheran reading is to make sure we get those right. Who's doing the work in the text today? Jesus. Even his, the following, those are both adverbs. It really means this word we translate into followers, actually two Greek words that kind of just mean take up, a, take up your place behind Jesus. That's really what it means. Get behind Jesus. Follow him. But really, we just want to get back and we want to grab on to Jesus' cloak and just get behind him. And if we do, and when we do, Jesus says something amazing. He says, I will make you fish for people. I'll make you fishers of men and fishers of women. Fishers of children and fishes, fishers for your enemy and your friend. I will make you fish for people. It's pretty, pretty cool. Pretty cool. Fishers of people. Well, my goodness, that's a big order, isn't it? A big order to be to fish for people. I'd like to hold up for you just a minute that when you think about what the mission of the church is, I think it's clear from a text like this, the first thing Jesus says to his would-be followers is, I'm going to make you fish for people, that we are in the people business. We are in the business of trying to connect up people to Jesus Christ, trying to invite them, trying to get them caught up in the kingdom of God into following Jesus. That's why we exist. Oh, how do we do that? Well, the great thing is if we take up our place behind Jesus, if we follow him, he's going to make us fishers of people. Do you get that? Who's, 
am I going to do it? Are you going to do it? Sometimes as a pastor, one of the pastors here, I think, i got to help people talk about Jesus more. i got to help people do this. No, who does that? Jesus does. That's not my job. It's not your job. What our job is, is to get behind Jesus and follow him. Follow him. And if we do that, then he'll make us the, the fisher people that we're meant to be. So we pray. We pray that God's spirit will fill us as individuals and fill us as a congregation and make us fish for people. We pray, is that part of your daily prayer, that Silverdale Lutheran will connect up more people who are in the darkness, who are lost without Jesus, who are looking for fulfillment and life in all the wrong places. Are, are we praying for that? If you're not, I want you to commit right now with me that every day for the next month, let's see what happens, that we're going to pray for that. We're going to pray for for people we know and for people we don't know. How do we follow Jesus? We come to his house and we receive his supper. We hear his word. Um, you know, how do we follow Jesus? We stick close to him. And so we hear his word both when we open up our Bibles at home and when we come and read it together. That's why we're always trying to get you folks into small group Bible studies. So that you'll actually read the scripture because God has promised that God's spirit will come when you get into his word. That's why we do that, because we believe that if you get close and stick close to Jesus, the light will shine, and he'll make us who he wants us to be. Is there an amen out there for that? Amen. Okay, good, good. We follow, and Jesus will make us who he wants us to be. But let's get back to Because after all, he went up to that northern land and he started to preach and shine his light. So really what I want to do today is get up before you and, and shine some light on the situation. I want to talk about Jesus. I don't want to talk about how he brought light to the darkness up there in the Sea of Galilee. I'd like to talk, try and talk about how is he shining light in the darkness of our lives now. I'm going fishing now. What is the darkness that people struggle with today in Kitsap County, in the state of Washington, in the United States of America, in this amazing world we live in? What is the darkness that particularly plagues us? In that Old Testament passage of Isaiah, um, when the light shines, it breaks the rod of the oppressor. What is oppressing you and I, in Kitsap County. Well, how many days has it rained? Although I'm seeing. It's a lot of darkness because of the lack of sunshine, but I can't do anything about that. But I can sure do something about the darkness, and we can bring some SON shine into the situation right now, right here. What's the darkness? As I look out, as I listen to culture and listen to people struggling, I'm told that people are not oppressed by their sin so much, that they feel guilty and so they need a savior. That's why they're not coming in droves to, you know, 
to church, Christian churches. I'm, I'm told that, and, and I think that's probably true. I think it, that sin just takes a different form. And maybe, maybe it comes in this darkness that people are trying desperately, that you and I are trying desperately to matter. Desperately to count for something, to have some significance in this world. This huge world with all the mass media and all the words and all the voices. People are feeling lost. People are feeling alone. And they're trying to figure out a way in which they matter. Let's, let's do an easy one and look at the kids. Because, you know, there, there's only a few kids here today, so we can... We can look at their situation. I mean, you go to school, and what group are you in? What's your identity? What's your, what, are you in the choir? Or when I was in school, I was a jock. So I could wear my football jersey, and I had a group, and so I mattered, and I counted. Are, were you, uh, you know, the intellectual crew that had the, you know, pens in the pocket and the calculator? My best friend did. I always used to make fun of him, you know. I'm not making fun of him anymore. <laughs> But there are all kinds of other groups and, and you know, people that we cling to to make ourselves matter and count. People who, um, and there's nothing wrong with being a part of a group, but I think part of it, it's almost oppressive because if you don't, if you're not in the right group or in some group, that, you know, then you're not somebody. Or we could go on and talk about how successful we are in this life, or how much money we have, or what clothes we wear, or what cars we drive, what house we own. And there's nothing wrong with wanting to do a good job. That's great. But man, it does tend to become everything for us sometimes. Because we're told we don't matter unless... And it's in the midst of that darkness, that oppression... That Jesus comes among us right now. And he stands and looks at every person sitting here today. Maybe you're older. Maybe you can't do what you used to be able to do. And you don't feel like you matter. And you don't feel like you count as much as you used to. He looks at each and every one of us and says, you know what? I'm calling you. You matter to me. You are my beloved. I've forgiven you all your sin and, that, and given you all my righteousness. What that means is that you are somebody. And Jesus says so. The one who died and was raised from the dead. He looks at each and every one of us and says, stop trying to create your worth. I'm telling you, trust me, you matter. You count. You don't have to get involved in that group that maybe is going in the wrong direction and pulling you down even further into darkness because you don't need that. I love you. You are mine. You matter. You count. Not just as individuals, but here's the group where we have the promise that we are his beloved and his children. That's what Jesus came to preach. And, and you can say, well, how is that any different than when I came in here, Pastor Bill? I'm telling you because Jesus said so. And this is the guy through whom all things were created. This is the one who went to the cross and was raised from the dead. And I'm telling you, I think you ought to trust him. You matter. You count. The other darkness is certainly loneliness today. 
and the sense of aloneness. But I think the story, the light and the darkness is that God with us, God has promised, I'm with you. In the midst of that loss or the aloneness, you're not alone. God in Christ is right there with you. Even if no one else shows up, God is there. That's the promise. That's the promise. That's the light in the darkness. Well, I hope I shed some light. I hope I said shed some light. Let's get behind Jesus and see what happens. Let's pray. Almighty God, there are people here who don't think they are important or matter or count. We all think that. Give us your spirit that we can embrace your word, that we are your children and we are your beloved and we matter and we count. God, there's people here who are alone and lost. May they know that you are with them. Thank you for the light that shines in the darkness. Amen.
Together, let us confess our faith. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. He, on the third day, rose again. He ascended into heaven. He is seated at the right hand of the Father, and he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Now let us gather our hearts and minds together as we pray for all in our community, in our homes, in our world. Lord Jesus, in the midst of divided families and a divided country and a divided world, you call us to you in order that we might go out and proclaim your truth, your mercy, your love, and your salvation. Bring us unity in your grace. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. God, our Father, be with the world you created good and remind us of your promise and purpose in it. Give strength to those who reel and rebuild following earthquakes. Give peace and guidance to leaders in Iraq. Bring your healing and wisdom to China. Grant justice in our land and community and watch over us today as we serve in Seattle. Lord, in your mercy. Spirit of God, shine your light in our lives, in our workplaces and schools and homes. Guide the ministry of SLC by your light. Show us how and where to serve. Give us words to invite. Connect us more deeply to you and more broadly to your neighbors. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. Lord God, we lift up many in our community who are in need of your care. We pray for the Thorson family, especially for Heidi and John Auernhamer as well, as they mourn the death of their mom. And we pray for their safe travel as they return back from Michigan. We also pray for Heidi's husband, Don, as he's recovering from hip surgery. We pray for uh, James Precious Fox, preparing for cancer treatment, and for Charlene Austin as she recovers at Northwoods Lodge from an infection. We also lift before you this day Darcy's and her dad, Carl, as he's dealing with a blood clot in his lung. And we pray for Jane Deacon as she's recovering from meningitis. God, we also lift up many others who are recovering for Dory Pitts and Sean Hamrick, Delaney Gallagher, Lynn Rupp, and Kevin Crane. And for those who are facing cancer, we pray for Jim and Gary, Alan, John, Kathy Bowman, Elizabeth, Angela, Dave, Jim, Ron, Kathy Schaefer, and Carol. And our deployed military, as they are away from families, for Paul and Bradley, Aaron, Rebecca, Eric, Megan, Jared, Andrew, and David, and for many for whom we continue to pray. We lift them all to you, Lord, in your mercy. For whom else and what else do the people of God pray this day? Lord, in your mercy. Into your hands, O Lord, we commend all for whom we pray, trusting in the mercy that you have shown us through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you all. And also with you. Please share peace with one another.
want to invite you this morning to pass the friendship booklets along the way uh, to let us know you're here in worship with us, but also if you're a guest of ours, that's a great place to put an email or an address and to send you a letter of thanks. I only have a couple of announcements this morning. And while I'm, Jonathan's doing that, council yes. members and executive officers, come on up while he's doing that. All right. Come on up. So remember, I've been trying to make these a little more interesting. So there's not much time left to sign up for the women's retreat. This is a wonderful time away to connect deeply to Christ and to one another. Okay, got that one? All right, also, also, flowers, good. No flowers, bad. Sign up for flowers, good. Not sign up for flowers, bad. I'm done. All right, go ahead. Right. Read that beacon, everybody. That's great. Thank you, PJ. Okay, council members, you can just turn and face me for a minute. Um, these servants of Christ have been elected by the congregation, by all of you to positions of leadership as council members and executive officers. We give thanks for their willingness to serve. In baptism, we are welcomed into the body of Christ and sent to share in the mission of God. We rejoice now that these sisters and brothers will lead us in our common life and our mutual mission as a congregation. From 1 Corinthians, we hear that there are a variety of gifts, but the same Spirit, and there are varieties of services, but the same Lord, and there are varieties of activities, but it's the same God who activates all of them and everyone. To each is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. You have been elected as leaders in this congregation, as executive officers and council members. You are to... See that the words and deeds of this household of faith proclaim the gospel. You are to seek and involve all members of this congregation in worship, learning, service, witness, and support. So that the mission of Christ is carried out in this congregation, in the wider church, and in this community, and the whole world. You are to be faithful to your specific area of serving, that the spirit who empowers you may be glorified. You are to be examples of faith, active in love fostering peace, harmony, and mutual understanding in this congregation. On behalf of your sisters and brothers in Christ, I ask you, will you accept and faithfully carry out the duties of the offices to which you have been elected? If so, answer, I will, and I ask God to help me. Now you can turn around. People of God, I ask you, will you support these, your elected leaders, and will you share in the mutual ministry that Christ has given to all who are baptized? If so, answer, we will, and we ask God to help us. I now declare you installed as officers and council members of this congregation. Almighty God, bless you and direct your days and your deeds in peace that you may be faithful servants of Christ. Amen, and thank you. And we continue with the offering. Restore 
heart that is broken and great are you Lord it's your breath in our lungs so we pour out our praise pour out our praise it's your breath in our lungs so we that we might be your life. 
The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is indeed right, our duty, and our joy that we should at all times and in all places give thanks and praise to you, most holy and gracious God. In the ministry of Jesus Christ, you have called us out of our darkness and into your glorious light, that together with the church on earth and the hosts of heaven, we might praise your name and join their unending hymn. In the night in which he was betrayed, our Lord Jesus took bread, blessed it, broke it, and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat. This is my body given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Again, after supper, he took the cup, gave thanks, and gave it for all to drink, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood, shed for you and for all people, for the forgiveness of sin. Do this in remembrance of me. Lord, remember us in your love as you have taught us to pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins, as we forgive those who sin against us. Save us from the time of trial, and deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. You are invited to come close to Christ in this meal. I invite you to be seated and come forward as you're invited.
the great unknown where feet may fail and there I find you in the mystery in oceans deep my faith
Loving God, we pray for Barb as she brings this meal to Fran. May they both know their connection to one another and to you in Jesus' name. Amen. I invite you to rise as you're able. The body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ strengthen you and keep you in his grace. Amen. Let us pray. Everlasting God, we bless you that you have brought us to the mountaintop and fed us with the light and light of your Son. Send us in his name from this place to bring light into dark corners, healing where our lives are torn, nourishment to every heart. In the name of Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. Amen. God the Father, light creator. God the Son, light from light. And God the Holy Spirit, light revealer, bless you now and forever. Amen. Amen.